Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I'm so glad to follow you. My name is Jeremy Bright. I am a coach and a mentor, and I'm the big brother of the world. And I've been doing this my entire life because I had no choice. 
I was 10 years old. My dad was paralyzed a very long time ago. And I think we have a hot mic if we could take care of that. But my, my dad was paralyzed when I was 10 years old. And I remember when I looked up that morning and I came home from football practice and I, you know, threw could throw a football 50 yards and I could score 30 points with ease. And I just had so much confidence as a kid. And when I came home that day, my life changed. And I realized that there was not another person, there was not another man that believed in me like he did. And so I went through life, you know, I was raised by a warrior of a mother who I absolutely adore and love and have a wonderful relationship with now. I was raised by a grandma who thought it wasn't cool. It was, she thought it was uncouth, to use one of my favorite words, to, to beat people with a smile. And she was like, Jeremy, you can't do that. And it would literally make me feel guilty for how bad I would beat people. And then I would go to, to middle school and I'd want to fit in because I never felt like I, I cared and people cared. And so then I would, I would pretend I wasn't as good at sports. And guess what? It eventually caught up with me because in these small towns, I wanted to fit in so badly that I pretended I wasn't that good and eventually I wasn't. And I feel like I lost my way for a long time. And I want to tell you guys this because it really stems on what Kim was talking about at the very end. And it's what I coach people on the most. It's being freaking visible in this world and being a player and getting your dang person out on the field and stop thinking for so long and actually playing. Because I realized that I played for so many years and nobody knew who I was and nobody cared. And that's exactly what she said at the very end. Kim said, look, I love you. Nobody cares. And you, they do not care until they actually know what you can do for them. And they actually know how much you care about them. They, they just don't. And the one thing that I realized is, is I had a 44-game hitting streak in school in baseball, which is probably a, a ridiculous record that probably still stands. I was the quadruple crown winner. I hit 506. I don't know how many of you guys know about sports, but I hit 506. Uh, I led the league in home runs, doubles, triples, stolen bases, RBIs. I think I won six games on the mound, two pitching. Nobody knew who I was, even with those stats. In a big, in a big league up in here in Oregon in baseball. Nobody knew. And here's the reason why nobody knew. Our shortstop was a star. Our shortstop walked like a star, he breathed like a star, he talked like a star, people knew who he was, he was a likable human being, he walked around and walked the park. I would have two hits, three hits, four RBIs, and then would ground out to shortstop at the end of the day. And this is, this is where it relates to your business, this is where it relates to your life, so listen up. I'd ground out at the end of the day, and I would just lose it on myself. I'd be like, how could you do this? How could you do that? I'm, I'm so annoyed with what I just did. My body language is terrible, I'm hunched over. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so frustrated with myself and people were having to kind of come like, Jeremy, it's okay. Or at that point, they got so used to me being so hard on myself. They're like, ah, oh, it's just Jeremy. He'll be fine. And so they would just leave me in the corner, basically, just yelling at myself. I'm throwing my bat, throwing my helmet. I had no mentorship. I had no discipline. I had no buddy in my life that was able to, to steer me in the right way afterwards because I didn't want any of their lives. I didn't want any of those mentors' lives. When I looked up and I saw, you know, this guy was cheating on his wife. This guy was, you know, not that talented anyways. This guy hadn't done anything successful in his life. And he was, I didn't want their lives. I didn't have a mentor that I could go to. You know, I, or at least I didn't know how to do that. It was so crazy as I walked up to my coach on the, the day before the, the season was over. I was like, coach, you know, I don't think I have, I don't think I haven't had a hit in a game this year. He goes, oh, that, that'd be crazy. You know, I have to, I'll have to go check. And he went, look, and nobody, nobody liked me on this team. And they shouldn't have. You know, I was a fake. I was a fraud. I was somebody who was trying to fit in the best I could by being somebody else. And that's when you, that's when you become invisible, people. 
And so he went and checked and he goes, Jeremy, you're hitting over 500 and you have 31 straight hit games with a hit. And I hit a home run in the third inning. I walked past him and I said 32 and I winked. That was when he finally knew it. He had been pushing that shortstop who was hitting 350, which was like 150 points less than me with none of my stats because I was so hard on myself and I was so invisible in this world. And that's what I get to do for other people because I realized it had nothing to do with my statistics. It had nothing to do with my capabilities. It had everything to do with the way that I treated myself and the way that I viewed myself. And I've realized this now in the long run. I've met, I've now played, had a shooting competition with Clay Thompson. I've played with uh, Alex Caruso. I've played with a bunch of NBA. I've had some wonderful NBA trainers in my life. I've been around a lot of people that have success and they have power. And the one thing they all have in common is they actually believe in themselves and you can just see it. They're relaxed. They have the wealth of a freaking peaceful mind of knowing who they are. And in sports, it's exactly what Kim's talking about. They know exactly what they bring to the market. They all say the exact same thing. Be good at one thing. Be really, really good at one thing and allow the market to label you. That's exactly what Kyle Kuzma said to me the first time he ever met me. Plays for the Lakers. He played for the Lakers. I don't know where he's at. I think he was from Washington Wizards this year. He said, let the market label you. Because then you'll actually have a job and then you'll actually be marketable. And so if you're in this room and you're listening, think about exactly what Kim just said. And it's exactly what I told someone the other day is, is if you, if you see someone on Instagram and I want you guys to hear me out because I'm like a comedian. I feel like, you know, when you're in these stages and you want to be a speaker, like, I feel like I'm trying things out. I'm like trying material in smaller rooms and then I bring it to you guys because these are the rooms these are the rooms where I want to be the most effective for everyone and for your time. I value your time that you're spending right now listening to me. And the one thing that I said to the, to my client the other day is she's really empathic and she was, um, uh, she, she was just a friend of mine, so I was just helping her out. And she's like, I'm so empathic, you know, I, I care so much about what people, what people think. And I was like, well, that's great. Well, then just be empathic. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, commit to being an empath, but actually not judging it. I was like, do you realize that you could be so empathic that you could actually judge the fact that you're empathic and change around different people? I was like, the market's going to be confused. The brand's going to be confused. If, if you're going to market yourself as one person, think about the sweetest, everyone in the room, think about the sweetest 80-year-old woman you've ever met. Or like a, a, some, some older, ver- so it's usually an older person that's incredibly kind and sweet. They don't judge themselves for being an empath and caring about what others think, caring about what others think, and caring about others' hearts, and being like, oh, you sweetheart, come here. Like, they know that. And so what happens in those comment sections? Protect this person at all costs with a little bit of a teary face. You know why? Because that person is no longer confusing the market. And guess who they would want to sh- put on a show for a Netflix? Or guess who they would want to put at the lead of their of their company or something like that as a, in an HR position or something like that? Or who would they want to bring? Someone who's that? Or someone who also from time to time is like, oh, bless your heart. And then sees someone else to the left who judges that and goes, oh, but, you know, and then changes because they're so empathic, but they judge themselves. And they feel the parts of other people. Think about what you are bringing to the table and commit to that person and stop judging it. You have been given a gift for exactly who you are and the peace and the calmness and the wealth of a peaceful mind is one, is one that I want to give to people because that's when you become visible and that's the sauce. There was a, a big joke, a running joke going through my house that, you know, there's nothing in this house right now. I think there's two beds and a, and a TV because you know, this house is being sold. It's my childhood home. And the guy that was painting here is a friend of ours and I could hear them talking and my, and my mom, who's like I said, now she's wonderful. And she's like, catch me outside. How about that? 
<laughs> I start laughing. The guy had never seen him before. And so I'm in my room. I could hear it. So I sent, I literally immediately sent her the video and I could hear them playing it out, out in the living room. And I went back and I rewatched it. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, there's this girl that went on Dr. Phil, I don't know how many years ago. And her, with her and her mom, I think it was, or maybe her, her foster mom, I don't actually know. So my apologies for not knowing the full story. And as, as Dr. Phil is talking to him, he goes, so you think that you could just steal someone else's car? And she's like, yeah, and if they don't like it, they can catch me outside because I see them laughing. And the audience is like laughing and, you know, cause it's, you know, this girl is who she is. She's a thousand percent who she is. And uh, she goes, oh, and, the, and these hoes think they're funny. And Dr. Phil repeats. And so this is something I texted my friend today, the one that was the painting. He's like, so you think the audience is a bunch of hoes? And she goes, yeah, they can catch me outside. And in the comment section, as I was rewatching this video, it was like the jokes on them because she's making millions of dollars now. And why is she making millions of dollars? I'm sure you can fill in the sentence. She knows who she is. She committed to who she is. And she didn't read a business book to do it. She's been this way her entire life. And this is who she wants to be. Regardless of how that came to be, she doesn't judge it for one second. And now she is profiting because of it. Regardless if you're trying to build a business or trying to build a brand, or you just want to have a little more, be a little more visible in this world, you have to figure out who the heck you are and who you want to be and stop being a chameleon and stop being too freaking nice. You're not going to fit in anywhere if you don't learn how to have a voice and have an opinion. What are your opinions? I used to literally tell my clients, I want you to write down a hundred opinions that you have on different things that are going on in the world right now, or things that you're going on in your life, or better yet, let's do this. Let's focus. I said, what's something that's really important to you? And she's like, well, mm, I was like, okay, what about like, you know, the glow up or, or skin? I was like, for you, this one, this one uh, girl that's a client of mine, she used to have a lot of skin acne and she's really worked with it and tried to learn to figure out how to love parts of it and then how to even heal some of it. It's been wonderful to watch. And I said, what if you wrote down 50 questions that someone who is confident, successful and healthy in this scenario and how they would respond to it? How would, how would someone respond if, if they were asked, like, what's it like when you, when you fell? What's it like when you woke up and you felt ugly? What's it like when you felt, woke up and you didn't feel confident in yourself? What is 50 opinions that you could truly have on that? 50. So that way, when you're in the conversation with someone, it's like you can just rattle them off because it's not something that is new to you. This is something you've thought about in so much depth in that one target audience that Kim was talking about. That's what that is. I have spent so many hours. I used to say that I, I, I write mini theses pretty much. And it's a, it's a thing that I give to my clients because a lot of my clients want to be coaches. They want to be mentors. They want to inspire people, which is no surprise. I attract the people that I, I'm living this life. And I attract those people that want that part of me. It's pretty simple. It's how it works, how the market works. And so these people come into my life and they're like, well, what did you do? And I'm like, I spent like, like 10 hours this one weekend on a thesis that I was creating for masculinity, for power, and for and for um and for discipline in your life and i wanted to know exactly what i thought about it and i wrote out like a 14 page paper basically I took the time and treated it like a homework assignment for myself and i enjoyed it i wasn't taking 10 hours, you know this time and it, it wasn't a, a difficult thing for me to do i really enjoyed it because i wanted to know exactly what i wanted to think and then when people come to me if i have if you think about a, a big speech that you want to give some people talk about, oh, I have a 10 minute speech coming up. Or if you have something big coming up in your life, if you have a hundred minutes of material for a 10 minute speech, 
you're going to be able to condense that and make it so valuable for that audience. So valuable. And it's like, if you have a part of your life that you're really passionate about, like she was talking to Monica, like I was talking to my clients about, if you have a part of your life that is so valuable that you know you can give to somebody else and you have a hundred minutes of material, you can break that down into 10 and really change their life in 10 minutes. It's the coolest feeling in the world to change someone's life in 10 minutes or in five minutes because they now think differently because of their mindset, but because of the one specific part that you know you can totally help them with. It's such a gift. It's such a gift. There was a, there was a girl that I had on in one of my rooms that I used to run. I used to run six hour rooms in this app for, for, for there was 200 people and I teach people how to receive love how to be seen in this world, basically, how to receive. If you're going to be a big player, you need to learn how to receive. And if you can't receive a compliment, you're not going to be able to receive a thousand people standing in front of you loving you as you're speaking. Now, granted, you might still have t difficulties at times and you're working on yourself, but like I teach people the little things. And the one thing that happened in a room this year is judgment. It's judgment. They have, they have not let something go. They, they had a kid... Um, and bless this, this person's heart, but they had a kid that passed away uh, just after being born. And and she was in my room and she said she hadn't really slept well in like five years. And speaking about your favorite client that you've ever had, this wasn't even a client, this was just someone I helped live in a, in a clubhouse room. And I remember for the next eight minutes, I felt like it blacked out and I just talked. And I just told that person all the mistakes that they think they possibly could have made and how there's no possible way that this is their fault. And I, and I, eight minutes straight, I literally have no idea what I said, but I talked about judgment. I talked about uh, self-love. I talked about the things that the past and that had happened and, and about letting go. I don't, I literally don't know. But when I stopped, I was crying and the entire room was crying. There's 80 people in that room. And I remember she was, she was on stage and she couldn't even come on mics. And there's people, and there were a couple people afterwards that came up and prayed. And she sent me a message that night and then she ended up making a post the next day of how she slept for like the first time in five years. And I can't tell you how much I cried that day because that was another realization. I was like, I really can't help the world because I didn't used to believe it. Even, even all that time where I felt so invisible, I felt invisible because I didn't feel like I was worth a damn. I thought I had to be somebody. I thought my capabilities and this is for, so this is for people that are just starting out too. Like, and they, they just don't feel seen. I thought I needed abilities or, or capabilities to be seen in the world. But I didn't realize that all the things that I wanted to hide from the world so badly were the things that can actually help me be visible. Like I thought my sports and my skills was, and my attaboys and that, that was it. Because I had a family that only talked to me when they, when they needed something. And those were the only people I allowed into my life. And I was so sheltered. That, that was it. And I get really excited about something. Like I was working. I still get excited about something. I, I, made, a, I made a reel the other day that it had like 120,000 views or something like that, or 100 and some odd views. I don't even know how, what it got to. And then I, I made a second one of a sports, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. You want to see it? No, I, I, that's okay. I, I'm really excited about this. You know, when someone comes into my life and they're excited, I'm so excited to see it because they're excited. But when you're around certain people that don't have the capacity to care or don't have the capacity to remove their own stress to deal with someone else, to deal with someone else or being excited for them, Sometimes it just happens. And that's how I felt. That's the environment that I was raised in. And I don't, I don't feel bad for myself at all. It was part of my journey so that I could connect with other people that are in those same moments. They feel invisible. They feel like that nobody cares. I feel like every time they talk to someone, they're being put on a watch, a clock. Without my dad, literally, I'd go to other, other people's dads 
and I'd ask them a question. I said this before in this room, and, I, and I'd, I'd watch their dads like talk to me for a second and be like, oh, yeah, but what, I, what about my kid? And then they'd leave. Or they'd do something. I felt like I was always on a clock. I didn't have someone that was willing to sit there and help me and talk to me and, and care about me. I felt invisible in this world. I felt like nobody cared. And, and what's interesting, too, is I grew up in a family where I was the only athlete. Me, my older brother, and my little brother, the only three athletes in this family. And I just told this story to a Netflix producer who called and they saw me at an interview that I did in Brazil when I was down there with uh, another agent that I actually didn't even like that much. But a uh, decent guy, I guess. And I had a good time, I guess. But what happens is, is because I am Jeremy at all times. I am Jeremy Bright at all times. I try and use both of my names because I want to be more powerful in this world. But I am, this is who I am at all times. When that person saw that interview, he goes, yeah, but what about that Jeremy guy? You know, what's really funny is I don't even know that that agent um, really wanted me to have that spot. But guess who's now he's now working with? And guess who might go back down to South America in, Saturday, in, in September and be a paid actor and literally play basketball and have, have another chance to play at the highest level down there and make money doing it while I'm trying to get onto the next team? Because I am who I am at all times. I don't have to change for anybody and I don't judge it. And the coolest part is even the flux that I have, because that, that was this next client, that was the next question that came up, might be the next question that you have. Well, what if I want to be empathic here, but at times I want to be straightforward? Or what if at times, you know, I want to be super quiet, I want to be really outgoing, and then the next day I want to be really quiet? You don't judge that, you just do that. It's who you are. People will start to feel that. And what's really cool is you can preface your audience on certain things. So this is something that when Kim did, when she said like, hey, look, I love you, nobody cares. She's, she's sandwiching with the love. The other thing you can do is if you're, if you're just starting out and you want to learn how to have difficult conversations, which is going to be important, is, look, this might be hard. This is kind of hard for me to say, but it's the most simple thing on the planet. You're literally setting them up so they can brace themselves, maybe put up half of their walls so they can hear what you're saying by peeking over, but it gives them a chance to be like, oh, I might not want to hear this. And you can always say, hey, you might not want to hear this, but. And that's what I told her. I said, you said, you just give them the chance. I was like, what's really cool is people who know me in my life, they now know if there's a certain day where I'm not talking to them or my friends, like nobody takes it personally. They just know I'm just, it's a Sunday and I don't talk to people on Sundays. I don't. Sundays are a day where I do whatever I want. I play video games. And what's really cool is I came up with an idea. You guys are more than welcome to hit my link tree and go to this, but there's a Sunday support Discord service that I'm going to be doing where I'm literally be hanging out, playing video games all day. And I'm going to eventually create a, a membership price for it. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I don't really care. I, I don't care. But at some point, like, I want people to be able to have an opportunity. Or maybe they can just leave a donation if they want to. Because I want people to have an opportunity to feel supported. But if I'm sitting there playing video games, obviously I'm not giving you my full, full attention. But I can totally multitask and listen and support and care about you. And, what, and, if, you, and if I build a community off that while I'm playing video games and having fun, talk about a wonderful day, way to spend a part of my Sunday. And so I created that because it's a part of who I am. It's a part of what I like. And you can do that. You can do that with your life. And the one thing I was going to say about uh, my client too is uh, there's times in your life where you want to like cut to the chase. And that's what I was saying. Like just learn how to do that. So I think the first thing that I wanted to say today, we're gonna, I'm going to have three little mini parts of this segment. And I, I'm going till uh, five o'clock my time. And then I've got to go back to bed because i got a game tomorrow, um, tomorrow night. And so I want to do three little parts. And the first thing I want to talk about today was just that visibility. I want to talk about the fact that I thought I needed to be someone. And so I, I, I just never thought I was enough. You know, it's so funny because in this house, you know, 
the way that we maintain some sort of happiness was from within. We didn't even, we didn't do therapy. We didn't do any of that stuff. So not only did I feel invisible, I felt alone. I felt stuck in who I was because I wasn't able to speak that up. So I'd like to start off with it. That's what I'm going to start off with this first 20 minutes. And uh, I'd like to open up the stage for some shares and bring some wonderful people. I have some great people on stage. So if someone else wants to come up and open mic and, and give some thoughts, you know, we can talk, talk here for the next five, six minutes before I go into the, to the second segment. So is there anyone on stage that wants to talk about what I've been chatting about here for the first 20 minutes or so? Hey, Jeremy, this is Dora Maria. Um, for okay. one... I see, hang on, I see, I see Irene as well. I just want to have a couple other people. Okay. Irene, is there anyone else? Okay, Dora Maria, my friend. Awesome. Thanks. Um, for, this is what this room is about. This is what this room is about. It's about being seen and making sure that you're having, you're giving that person just being kind, like being kind and just having that one kind word or smile to toward another human being is literally game changing and life changing. And people don't realize that. Like in your anecdote there of that story of that woman, she, she was, she felt seen, she felt seen, she felt heard. And more importantly, you know what she felt, Jeremy? She felt like people cared, like somebody in this world cared about her and what was she was going through. And that to me is, is everything. And when you're visible, like a lot of people maybe haven't, had to deal with visibility. Maybe that's not what their their struggles are, but try to put yourself in someone's shoes because sometimes, because we're not going through the same struggle as someone else, we discount it, and that's also visibility, right? Like we, we when we when we talk about accessibility, it's a little easier to see. Oh, someone's in a wheelchair, someone is not, but when it's inside and we're we're struggling with our battles, people don't see that, and and those things need some grace as well um you know it's like when people say oh i'm scared of this person you have to wonder like why are they scared of that person and again it could be that person but it could also be them so i just with that i'll land my plane thanks well i think sometimes too when people are afraid of somebody else or they don't they really don't like something about somebody else a lot of times it's a part of their personality that they haven't accepted yet or it's a personality trait that they haven't learned how to operate in yet. And I had a, I had a guy that was my roommate. And TMC, I see you flashing, so I'm going to pass you the mic too after we go to Irene. Um, it, but there was a, he was so selfish in my opinion. He, he literally wake up in the morning and we had a house. We had house parents. I was a baseball player on a college summer team. So we had house parents that used to have kids. They loved doing things for us. And I was Mr. Independent. I didn't know how to receive anything at the time. So I was like, oh, hey, I got it. I got it, you know, kind of deal. And this lady did not like me. She did not like me because I didn't let her show her love language. And she loved my roommate, who I thought was walking around wearing a robe in the morning. I was like, um, so can you make us like some burritos or something? Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five. Five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. And um, some chocolate chips. Like it, she was literally like the guy from Step Brothers when he, when Nancy came in the house. He's like a lot of like a lot of fresh fruit around and chocolate chips and my pancakes. So that'd be great. And it's just like you know, and he, 
I thought he was just being so rude to her. And she's like, oh, of course, Turner, anything, absolutely. She's like, Jeremy, would you would you like anything as well? And I'm like, um, I'm okay. I'll, I'll cook for myself. I got it. And I didn't realize, number one, I was blocking blessings from my life. I was not allowing people. I was being a complete jerk in someone else's house. But I had no idea how to receive love. And I saw him as the jerk when I was the one being the jerk. So sometimes mm-hmm. that's what I was saying is you see something in someone else that you really don't like. I feel like it's a part of you that you need to learn how to accept. And when I learned that lesson from him and realized that it's okay to let people do something, I said it a different way. I remember the first time I was like, hey, so I'm going to leave my laundry at the end of the bed. I'd love for you to be able to take it. Oh, my God, absolutely. She like picked it up and she's like, do you want your colors separate? I was like, they're baseball clothes. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really, like, if you want to, sure. She's like, oh, my God, it's okay. That'll be great. My relationship changed with her because I accepted something that I saw in somebody else that I hated. So it was really cool. Uh, so thank you for saying that, Dora Marie, because I, I think that sometimes people, they, it's easier to see the value in other people. It's easier to see like, oh, this person seems to have an identity. So do you. You just have to learn how to not judge it. Uh, Irene, I know you and Mike. I would love to pass you to Mike. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jeremy. I resonated so much with what you said. I'm just like, I followed you. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And, you know... I, I um, there's a there's a uh, a chapter inside Tools of Titans, um, Tim Ferriss's book by Rain Wilson, and he talks about I love that book. He talks about how he wasn't successful until he started like just really showing up as his true self, and that was when everything in his life shifted. So like what you said about just being authentic and being you. Um, just like, it just really, I, I read that chapter, like, I don't know, every couple of weeks, but I'm like, you know, just be yourself, show up as your true self. And like, everything will come to you. Like you'll manifest like the right people into your life. And um, as far as kindness, like, you know, I just tell myself, like whenever somebody like cuts you off guys, or like, you know, maybe they, 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 you know, I'll be in a, in a grocery store and somebody snaps at somebody like, oh, this line is so long. Why isn't the manager coming? You know, I just think to myself, maybe, maybe this morning they woke up and, and found out their mother has cancer. You know, maybe they got bad news from the doctor. You know, maybe their husband, you know, wants a divorce. Like, just be kind. You don't know what someone's going through and they might be showing up smiling and, and happy and, you know, showing up for you, but just be kind. You just don't know what someone else is going through. So kindness goes a long way. So I just wanted to share that to add some value. And Jeremy, I'm just like, wow, I just so, so resonated with you. And I just wanted to share that. Well, I love hearing that. And yes, please be kind. And there's clues that people leave sometimes too. Uh, my little brother likes to leave a lot of jokes. And he's like, oh, this is the day. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to be done. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And he's making jokes. But I made sure that I texted him the other night. And I said, hey, man, I, just, I don't know that our family doesn't always see what you do for this family. I just want to say I see it and I really appreciate it. Yes. And Jeremy, like with that, like sometimes, um, like especially like really close friends of mine, Tia, I'm, a, I'm sorry, just one more quick moment here. Um, what I'll do sometimes when I'm really like uh, feeling down and out or so I just got some like really bad news, I'll call someone and I'll say, tell me something good. Just tell me something good. Cause you know, no one wants a, a Debbie Downer either. Like you, you can only have so much negativity in your life and I'll call, but my really close friends know when I call and I sell, tell, tell me something good. They know something like is really wrong, but then we just start laughing. They'll think, okay, what happened good today? We're talking we're laughing. And then even then when we finally get to maybe sharing 
you know, what happened to like, you know, create a, a solution for the problem instead of just went venting. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I have a sore throat today. So my voice sounds terrible. But, you know, it's then you kind of get on a more level plane of thinking and problem solving instead of just, you know, venting. So, you know, just tell me something good. Well, and what you're doing there is um, you're allowing your problems and your things that are going on in your life to not dump in someone else's. You're allowing them to be a, a guide with you. And so that's just caring. That's something that you're doing that not everybody does, but it's uh, it's really caring. And it's kind of what I was saying before. Uh, I'm speaking of someone who loves Tools of Titans and Tim Ferriss. I absolutely adore Tim Ferriss. If you guys have not checked out his podcast, it's wonderful. Uh, and Rain Wilson, of course, who is um, better known as Dwight Trute on the NBC sitcom Office. Uh, I'm really excited to listen to that episode because I have not. But that's it's a perfect example. If you think of the, the people in your life that you resonate with the most or that you are inspired by the most, they are who they are at all times. Like you just love them for being the quirky self and you want more of it. And a lot of times people want to ask the question. And I had a room in this app that had 4,000 people in it. I was running it. And Tiffany Haddish was in there and Shaman Durek. And there was a couple other people in there and they were talking. And I remember I, I, was, I, I was doing a reset and I was like, you know what's really cool is there's 4,000 people that are in this room right now. And there's a reason why people float, flock to Tiffany Ash. There's a reason why people flock to Shaman Durek. There's a reason why a few people in the world at this point who are learning who I am come and see who I am because they are who they are at all times and they don't apologize for it. Like the cash me outside. They are who they are. And so I got to say that in front of, you know, 4,000 people. And I got to be like, hey, this is why. Understand this. Tim, I know you're flashing. You might have just been clapping, my brother. But I love your thoughts. So I'd love to, for you to chime in on this if you'd like to. Oh, man, I, I was certainly clapping. And Irene never apologized, my friend. Those, that was value. I, too, follow Tim Ferriss. You know, you know, kindness is currency at the end of the day. It costs us nothing, you know, to be kind, regardless of what people are going through. What I've started to do, Jeremy, is just make sure that I'm calling people that I've not, you know, spoken to in a while. When people pop in my mind, give them a call, right? I mean, because tomorrow's never promised. And the first thing, um, you know, that I'm asking is, you know, do, do you still love Jesus, right? I, I still love Jesus. Uh, do you still love him, right? Because regardless of what you're going through, me at the top of the conversation, do you still love Jesus? Reminding people that I still love Jesus when they ask me, how am I, right? That's my response. You know, I'm great. I still love Jesus, right? When I stop loving him, it's a problem. Just trying to take our mind off of the situation, right? Because this 10% is the situation. 90% is how we respond. When you talked about, uh, you know, focusing on accolades. I think many of us focus on, you know, the things that we do well in life, but very few of us talk about, you know, our low points, our struggles, and, and you are spot on, right? It's those vulnerabilities. It's those things that we are challenged by that I think engage people the most, but those are the things that we want to talk about the least, right? How we bring impact is helping people to understand we're all human, right? We've all, we're all striving to get to the mountaintop, but many of us have been out of, in the valley and we're still boxing our way, fighting our way out of the valley, right? Um, people don't hear that. People don't know about that, that stuff. And I think that's where the impact is. Jeremy, so appreciate your approach uh, and your content, TM. Oh, my man, TM, I love listening to you every time you have a room uh, on here or every time you have a segment, it's, it's something where I'm like, I gotta be in here for TM segment. So I'm excited you got to pop in.
I really am. Because what's and what's cool about what you just said too is when not only with kindness being currency, because please do that, but when people are afraid of being vulnerable and they only want to be a coach in this world, that's what I was saying. Like your biggest chance of being visible is the thing that you want to hide from me the most. The thing you want to hide from somebody else. Write it down, think about it, ponder it. The things that I, I had I had one client that I obviously can't share who they are and stuff. But they had done something that they just saw as completely unexplicable to them. And I was like, I promise you, there's not a thing that you've done in your life that I'm going to be shocked by. I promise you. And they told me, and it was something I hadn't heard before, but I was shocked. And I was like, you're a human being. You did what you thought was best in that moment for your own strategy, for it to be seen, heard, loved, and appreciated. That's it. There's nothing wrong that you have ever done, ever. And I, and, I, and I wanted to make sure she fully understood that. So I explained it a little bit further. And I was like, here's something I've done. Tell me if this was wrong. I was like, I took one step too far in the bedroom one time after someone told me that they wanted me to stop. And I was like, and I was like, I'm telling you guys, I'm telling this today in front of 229 people. I'm nothing but caring and kind and loving. And there was one time where I didn't want to be seen as a P-U-S-S-Y. And I got mixed signals from a girl and I didn't know. And I thought, I thought she wanted me to do something else. And when I saw the look on her face, when I, when I didn't, we didn't have sex, we didn't do anything completely like that, but I took one step too far and I was so embarrassed, so completely embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh. And I looked at her, I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I, I thought you wanted me to do something else. I, I'm so sorry. Like I, and, she, and, and I was like, I, I literally apologize. And I got out of bed. I made sure I made sure I made sure, sure that that person understood in that moment that I, I had made a mistake. And I was like, tell me, is that something that I probably shouldn't tell the world? And she's like, well, yeah, probably. And I was like, guess what? I'm going to. I'm going to tell the world everything that I have ever done. Because just like in Eminem, in 8 Mile, he said, tell these, some, tell these people something they don't know about me. Your power from the world and your ability to feel free comes from your ability to speak about what has happened to you and how you've learned from it, how you've changed from it, and how you've made mistakes. Because someone else is going to be like, God, I made a mistake too, and I felt so alone, I felt so ashamed. And you have the chance to brighten their life when they're like, oh my God, it's not just me. I thought, I thought what I did was so inexplicable. Like, I thought I couldn't, I, 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 I could never tell anybody that. And guess what? When they tell me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I've, been, yeah, I'm sure. I've had those thoughts, and, I, and, I, and maybe... Like, maybe you regret it, but that's okay. I was like, there's nothing that you did that was wrong there. That was your strategy in that moment. And I promise you, you had a reason for it. And that's what I want people to understand. There's nothing that you've ever done that is wrong. There's a strat different strategy you've come up with coming in the future. There's nothing that you've ever done that's wrong. Uh, before I continue, I want to see if there's anyone else that want to hop in on this conversation. This is, this is getting good. And I love I love having people in on this. Does anyone else I want would, to say I would like Hey, Jeremy, this is Pam. Um, okay, uh, okay. So I, I hear one on mic, and then I saw Pam, and I saw Robin. So whoever the first one that on mic, oh, go ahead. Camille? Okay, I love it. Camille, go ahead. Hey, this I'll be very quick. Um, I just want to say I absolutely love this segment because it really confirmed what I, the transitions I've been going through. So I always was a person that would hide who I truly was on the inside by, you know, playing the role of what was the norm on the outside, you know? being the quirky person, never really expressing who I was, never really speaking up my true feelings on the inside. But when I really started to do that over the last two years, and I'm 40, I'm almost 41, so this is only later on in life. 
But when I started speaking up, being unapologetic, being my authentic self, you know, I always say to people, I like to keep it real because I truly like to keep it real. And ever since I've been doing that, I really found my power. I stepped into my power and I found my voice. I always used to be intimidated to talk because I was always told I talk too much. Oh, you talk too much. I talk too much. So I always thought it was my flaw and I would stay into a little cocoon and that would cause me anxiety, stress. And I would look in the mirror and say, Camille, you're not worthy. You're not good. You're not this. I would, I would transition all those words, all the thoughts that I was feeling by keeping myself, my true authentic self inside. And I would try and I would look at myself and repeat it out. So it was building up such negativity in me. But until the day I decided to wake up and say, you know what, I'm tired and I'm going to be who I am and I'm who I am is who I am and who I always will be exactly what you said is when I really found my power. I found my voice. I found my strength. And through that discovery, I've been able to pay it forward and give it back and share it and express, you know, the gratitudes of, of authenticity and everybody else's individual individuality and their story. So when you are speaking about just being who you are at all times, that really resonated with me because that is who I am becoming. And it really got me stepping into my power. So my message to everyone is be who you are all times and step in, discover your power because we're all great within. And I just loved, loved, loved this segment, Jeremy. I really appreciate you. I appreciate this room and I'm going to continue to be who I am, who I am all the time, every day. Thank you so much. This is Camille coming to you live from Toronto, Canada. You got this. We got this. Now let's go. I love, I love it, Camille. And what's really cool is when you're like, I'm Camille and I talk too much and it's working out pretty dang well for me. And it's like, the, I think it was Tony Robbins when he was like, that talking thing is happening and working out pretty well, huh? Or, or uh, Gary Vee, who was a bad student. It's like, yeah, me being a bad student is working out pretty well for me, huh? Because I was a bad student because I'm a good entrepreneur. And there's other things that he found that like he loves being a, doing garage sales and, and being so authentic to who he is. He loves the freaking jets. And I said this in this room before. I think I said this in this room. But there was a guy who wanted to be a, a real estate agent. And Robin, I know I saw you flashing, so I'm going to you as well. And I think it's Pam as well. But uh, he wanted to be a real estate agent. I was like, well, what makes you different? I was like, who are you? Tell me about yourself. And he's like, well, I don't want to waste time, you know, and, you know, I want to get to the, you coaching me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you don't understand. You are being coached right now. Everything you say about who you are is really important. There's actually a room on Clubhouse that says, start with I am, and everything you say after that is, is who you, uh, how your life is going to be defined or something like that. And it's really important. And he started talking to me. He's like, well, I mean, I, I like I like rollerblading. It's kind of like, I don't see the point in this, but I like rollerblading. And I like, um, I don't know, take going for walks with my dog. I like doing stuff. I was like, perfect. I was like, here's what you can do. I was like, you can be the roller realtor. I was like, you can go rollerblading in 30 different neighborhoods in your city and people don't know who you are and you can do a TikTok and an Instagram reel in every one of those and then write a blog, the jog blog afterwards, where you jog through each one of these neighborhoods with your dog for 30 days. And I was like, at the end of the 30 days, you're going to be knowledgeable about every neighborhood. You're going to know whether you felt safe. You're going to know what kind of families are there. You're going to know what kind of conversations you had. And you're going to have a following on Instagram and, 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 and TikTok, if you do a good enough job with the videos and you take your time making quality content, and now you're the roller realtor, and now you have a brand, and it's something you're enjoying and you, you're gonna enjoy doing it. But like, you might have thought that who you were wasn't important and you wanted me to get to the coaching and teaching you strategies and stuff like that. 
who you were is the most important part because now people are actually going to trust you instead of feeling like you're putting a sales pad and a pen in front of them and be like, hey, let me set, get you a house. Hello. Like, it, it's so cool to me. It's like, that is the most important thing in the story. No matter what your parents taught you, no matter what your mentors taught you, who you are is the most important thing because that's how you're going to make people feel and that's how people are going to trust you. And that's why I have coaching friends and people in my, in my life. And they're like, Jeremy, how do you get so many clients? It's like, because they freaking trust me, dude. I talk about it. I talk about sports. I talk about life. I don't know. I just like it. It's not a freaking rocket science. I am who I am at all times. And I love it. I love who I am. And that's what you can say. I said this last week, Ramon, at the end of the sentence, start, start learning how to say when you say something. And I love that about myself. And I think Ramon said, I had French toast this morning and I love that. And I was like, gosh, thank you, Ramon. <laughs> I love that guy, though. I don't know if he's here right now. I freaking love that guy. He's but anyways, here. He is here. Robin he's here. He's here. Oh, he's gosh. here. I got to hide. <laughs> I love you, man. Love you too, brother. <laughs> he, he's, he's here, and we love that, Jeremy. <laughs> That's great. All right, Robin, I'm coming to you. Thank you for your patience. Good morning. I resonated back in the beginning where you were talking about you and how you broke through. I realized when you said those words, that's what I did. I kept listening to people and thinking, I can do that. I can do that. Well, why are they doing that and I'm not? And I've, I'm a lifelong learner. I surrounded myself in the last three years, four years with people way above where I was um, going. But somewhere inside of me, I believed I could be there. I believed I belonged there, wherever there was, right? Um, I understood, I understand now that my limiting beliefs and the fears were other people's that had been spoken from their fears into my life. Like when someone says, oh, don't say anything, you know, the room is quiet, don't talk, don't bring that up. I'm the one that would bring it up because I had confidence, but I let others tell me I wasn't worthy, I, was, I didn't know enough, I wasn't that. I, I spent 40 years in an administrative position at, at, at a university serving, because I have a servant heart. However, as I grew, I had managerial experience. I had more to give, and I was frustrated, and I wasn't serving who I was meant to be, who I, what my purpose was. So when you spoke about how you finally understood <laughs> that you could do that, I, it was just um, such a, I don't know. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. I am finally, because I'm allowing myself to believe in who I am and believe in my own strengths, and I've trained and trained and trained, now I need to go do, I'm finally, I am, I will be 62 at the end of June. I am retiring early from the university and I'm gonna go into a career path that will allow me to be with people, to be a PR person, to be able to give back and to leave a legacy of giving that I've always dreamed of being able to do without someone limiting my income. And so thank you for bringing what you did today. I am Robin and I am done for today. Thank you. You know what's really cool about what just happened? Is that means when someone goes, you, what you did, it was, what you did, it was, it was, it, it means it was internalized. 
It means you can't think your way through it. And I tell my client, I have a rule with my clients, and this is a rule that I can set with you guys if you've listened to me for a long time today, which you have, is after our conversation, which is, you know, we talk about once a week, but for an hour, I said, you're allowed to study film. You're allowed to think about what we talked about, internalize it, digest it, analyze it, write notes, take crayon on your wall. I don't care what you do. For the next 20 minutes, 30 minutes, set yourself a time where you're like, okay, I, I want to I make a goal. I want to do this. I want to do that. For the, you know, Do it. Okay, next 20 minutes. But then as soon as 8 o'clock Eastern time hits, from 8 to 12, you're not allowed to think about it. Because those moments, and think about and if you're in the room, think about this. Those moments that when I was speaking or TM was speaking or even when Robin was just speaking, we were like, yes, that, whatever she just said that is internalizing in your heart. The change is already happening. You can't analyze your way through an emotional change that you need to have. I'm going to say that again. You cannot analyze and think your way through an emotional change that you've needed to have. And there's about 30 emotional changes that I needed to have through the time. And I was so good at analyzing that I realized that I eventually needed to sheathe my superpower. And it's part of the thing that I write in my, in my ebook that's coming out June 8th, which is my brother's birthday. I thought that was a good day to do it. I had to learn how to sheathe my superpower, which was my analytical mind. I can't analyze my way through a three-point shot. I just can't do it. I have a thousand, thousand people watching me. I can't do it. It's just like I can't analyze my way through, okay, I'm going to be speaking for an hour. Okay, I want to do like this, this, and this. I can't analyze my way through it. I get to be Jeremy. I get to show up. I get to let go and let God because I know who Jeremy Bright's going to be in every moment of every day. That's who I know who I am. So in that moment where she was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was this. You don't have to have a word for it. It's internalized somewhere in your heart and change is already there if you allow it to happen, if you just trust and sit back and watch it happen. So freaking cool. God, I love being a coach. It's, I freaking love this. All right. There was, there was one other person. I believe it was Pam. Pam, coming to you. Good morning. Good morning, Jeremy. Oh, my goodness. You have hit so many awesome points. Um, if you look at my profile, you are dancing all over what I do also, and that is being your authentic self. Um, and when I look at my life, I was a fraud. I, I mean, there were so many things that you said. I'm like, yes, yes. I was a fraud and I was a fraud because I had no idea who I was. Um, I was what everybody else said I was. I was a product of my experiences and my environment. And I did not, if, if you asked me, uh, you know, some 20 some years ago, who are you? I wouldn't have been able to tell you. I had no idea who I was, but I can tell you I was full of shame and regret and um, resentment, you know, and I'm sure those are some of the, some of the emotions that you're talking about or some of the things you have to deal with. Um, but one of the things that you said that just really stuck out to me is, as I work with women, I work with a lot of, um, we go deep, we go to the shame, you know, the things that you believed when you were um, told that you were ugly and no good and, and those were my identities up until I was 36 years old. I thought I was stupid because that's what I was told. Um, and you get to a point, you know, Brene Brown says that um, shame, when, that, you know, shame, in order to deal with shame, you have to deal with um, empathy. You have to have self-empathy. 
And, and I thought, wow, you know, that is so true because when I look back on my life, I needed, um, a few things and I needed first to know what truth is real truth, not, not what other people said about me, but you know, who, who am I really, what is the truth of who Pam is? And then I had to deal with some of the shame I had of my own mistakes and what other people had done to me. Um, and you know, when I was able to work through some of that, I could have self self empathy for myself because I deserved it. See, I didn't feel like I deserved it before that. I felt like, um, you know, I was pretty much a crumb under your shoe and, uh, get having that empathy for myself, just totally wiped away the shame and allowed me to really start investigating who am I? You know, if I can say anything here, go on that journey. If you haven't been on the journey, go on it because you're going to find out so many beautiful things about yourself. The person I am today and the reason I can coach the way I can is because I know who I am and I'm not ashamed of who I am and I don't make any apologies for who I am. And I'm able to say, okay, you know what? I like this and I like that. And, and I had no idea. Like I really had no idea. I think about a uh, runaway bride. I don't know if you know that movie, but in there, she, she had no idea what kind of eggs she liked. She just liked the eggs, the every guy she was with. And I love that part of the movie because I feel like that has been my life. And that's what I help other women do is be able to look at what kind of eggs do you like? You don't have to like the same eggs as somebody else. You don't have to own other people's feelings. You're allowed to have your own feelings and your Ms. own Pam. opinion. Miss Pam, yeah. you're doing great. Land, land your plane, my friend. Okay. Well, and all of that just to say that, um, you know, it's, it is everything that you're saying is so incredibly important and I really appreciate it. Well. Thank you very much. Um, and that is, I received that. That's something else I've been talking to people about. But I do want to get to multiple people on the stage. Uh, I see Core's flashing. Core, this is a legit picture. I'm loving this. Look at the white. Looking great, my friend. Passing it to you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I wanted to say that I am really feeling empowered and so much of what you are saying is speaking to me. And I wanted to know how can I support you? And happy birthday, Marilyn. Complete. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, happy birthday, Marilyn. If I was around my piano, I would play you a musical song right now. Uh, that is a great question. I do not know what you do in this world. So I tell you what, I'm going to give you a follow. And uh, you and I can talk here a little bit and see how, uh, how the two of us can collaborate on something or take some of your talents and intermingle it in mine. Who knows? Maybe you're a great cartoon sketch artist. And I can be like, dude, draw a funny face on my picture and we'll put it on Instagram. Um, I don't know. So we'll, we'll definitely do that. I appreciate you asking. That is awesome. And I think the one thing I was telling one of my clients last week, if people ask in your life, the coolest, coolest, coolest thing you can learn how to do is receive. Like I freaking received that. Let's do it. So I love it, Cora. I look forward to uh, your and I's interaction here coming up soon. We have six minutes left. Let's see who else is on stage has something they wanted to share. Uh, Dr. Oh, let me see if you have the, oh, you don't have the, how to pronounce it. Dr. Tanji. Tanji. 
Oh, hello. Hi. I'm not sure if I flashed my mic or not, Jeremy. Hi. It was meant to be. I thought I <laughs> it saw was... it flashing. Go ahead. Oh, really? Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, so glad to be here this morning and listening to um, what you're saying and just um, full of that purpose and expectation. I came in on the tail end of your um, your message and you know, for me, Jeremy, this is just such an exciting time in my life. I, you know, I liken it to, you know, a child that has those bright eyes when they, they're uh, like around three years old and they're looking at the world in such a fresh way, right? I am so full of expectation, that confident expectation that I wake up with it. It's just so abundant. It's oozing out of me. And so I'm really, um, focus on being intentional in every moment of my life. And so I've increased increased that intentionality where it comes to um, my fitness, my nutrition, the people that I choose to have in my space too, because there are there are people that um, actually are the destiny helpers in your life. And you have to really be very, very um, selective on even the energy that you allow to flow through your space. And so I'm very conscious, even on you know the phone calls that I accept and all of those things, I'm just in a place where I realize that there's just a fertile amount of um, just abundance around me, but not just where I you know think about it financially, but really in every area of my life from peace and love and, and joy. So Jeremy, I'm just full of, um, happiness and joy this morning. So that's my contribution. I'm not sure if it was exactly on the lines with everything that you were saying, but I hope everybody is feeling that abundance amount of joy. There's so many things going on the, in, in the world. And as I sat in my bed and the tears flowed yesterday when I saw um, that dear husband uh, pass away from the, the heart, you know, the grieving um, when his, his wife passed away. And that just showed me, you know, there's something about the heart and we have to be very intentional and joy is really a choice. There's so many things, like I said, going on the in the world, but you're still here for a reason and a purpose. So yes, we have to pray for those people, but we also have to, you know, be the light of Christ, be the light that we need to be in the earth. And I know your time is almost up, Jeremy. So thank you for allowing me to share. <laughs> that, that was perfectly in alignment with what I had to say, because your light is coming through. And that's when people are going to be like, hey, you know, what's going on in her life? And that's exactly it. When you figure out who you are and you step into that and you have a shootload of gratitude for it at the end of the day, because the tears come because you're like, I'm me and people still love this. I get to do exactly what I've always wanted to do and I'm seeing the life that I've always wanted to have and I'm and I'm still here. I'm still doing this. I'm still thriving. And if anything, I'm thriving and I just want to share it with the world. And if you and Core got together and did an outfit for me, good grief, I'd be looking sharp, let me tell you, because uh, you guys are both looking sharp today. So the one thing I want to leave you guys with today, I have three more minutes, is I want to talk about our legacy and our reputation that we're building. So whether it's on this app or whether it's on Instagram or it's in person, if you learn how to be who you are at all times, number one, you're going to start to build a brand and it's going to take time. You're not going to microwave your way into a thousand people giving a dang about who you are. It's just not going to happen. And if you did, you wouldn't even know what to do with it. I'm just going to tell you. But one thing I, there's a, there's an old video that I watched and it's with Gary Vee and Ryan Holiday. And I encourage you guys to go back and look at it because Ryan Holiday talks about the need for a thousand diehard fans. And those are people that will talk about you behind your back. They will talk about you good behind your back. Like I would talk about Ramon behind his back because he's a great person. And I love his freaking energy. I would talk about good about T behind Tim's back because I love his energy and I love who he is. Now, the rest of you on stage, you have not made 
at this point, and it's not your not your fault because maybe we haven't spent enough time together, enough of an impact in my life, and I'm not saying the other moderators I just named off too, but the other people that are, are that I have not got to know enough, I'm not going to talk about you behind your back. You have no legacy in my life. You have no room in my head. And if you want that, and if you want that room in your audience's head, in your fans' head, and the people that are going to matter, people who are going to buy your book, share your book, you have to work on that with one person each time and build that up over time. And I'm literally having a hundred conversations, whether it's DMs and new followers that I got on Instagram, my last video went viral, or whether it's uh, people that I talked to from Clubhouse from these moments, I have full on conversations and I get to know them and I love that. And it's and there's a book and it's called um, The Name of the Wind. It's one of my favorite books of all time. And there's a, there's a guy named Quoth who is the main character and he's telling the story of his life and at times, and he was back in the day when he, it's a, a sci-fi book. I absolutely love it. It's one of my things that checks me out of this world, but it's also beautifully written. And he would purposely drop rumors about himself, about being this great enemy and being this great magician and wizard so the enemies would stay at bay. But he would also purposely allow these, these stories to be exaggerated a little bit so that people, that would be carried on in taverns and people would talk about him behind his back. Now. I'm not saying to go out there and exaggerate about yourself. I'm saying to make yourself like so vital and bright and, and, and vibrant in this world with exactly who you are. Like cash me outside so that people are saying your quotes and your thoughts and your words and your business in the way that they helped you behind your back. And that's how you get to leave a legacy. And it's five o'clock here. I need to go to freaking bed because I got to go. I got a game today here in... Uh, about 14 hours, 14 and a half hours. And I'm really excited because we're working our way towards playoffs. And uh, I'm so excited with all the growth that I've been doing in basketball and the growth that I've been able to have on this app and having breakfast with you guys, AKA me waking up in the middle of the night to speak to you and go back to bed. But that's what I'm here for. I'm here to give. I'm here to give. And I want you guys to reach out to Scott Simons, please. Go on his Instagram. I'm taking over for him today. So if you guys could go to Scott Simons' Instagram and just wish him the best and send him some love, because he had to put his dog down today, and that's why I took over. And, you know, of all the times where people could use a little extra love and a, just a, a virtual hug, and I'm going to be doing the same thing. I'm going to be clicking on Scott's face and on Instagram and sending him a hug, and you know, just from virtually, because it, it's tough, and those times are incredibly hard, especially having to put someone down and be there for that last breath, which I recently did. So uh, please do that for me. Please share the room out. We're at 75 shares. I'd love to get this up to 100 before, before we get to our next people. So share, share, share. And I get the privilege of passing this along to, I believe, if he's here, is Glenn Lundy in the town in book. Here he is. He sure is. Mr. Glenn Lundy. What's up, my brother? Good to see you. What up, my man? How you doing? Man, you doing so all right? Good. You doing all right, brother? I'm so right. I'm burr right. You're so right. You're burr right. I absolutely love it. What do you mean you're going back to bed? What do you mean you've been up? What time is it there? Is it like 10 p.m.? <laughs> It's 5 a.m., brother. I literally woke, I went to sleep and then woke up at 3.30 to get ready and prep real quick and then speak to you wonderful people from 4 to 5 and I got to go back to bed so I can get some sleep for my game. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.